We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 41, the show that lasts longer than Halandris on Mythic. Because apparently (laughs) 357th time is the charm, I suppose. All right. (laughs) Each episode, we will check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 topics at a time. My name is Jim. Jin? Jim? Jim? I don't know. Friggin' it's my name. (laughs) The DM that totally isn't improvising his story as it goes. And I'm joined by Allie, the one that totally believed me just right now when I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh huh. Yeah, totally. No, no, I'm 100%. This is everything is on rails. It's good. No improv. Everything's scripted. We're good. For the sake of me not fainting again, I'll say yes. I totally believe you. Oh, come on. <laughs> All I can say is the way I design combat encounters, get used to it. <laughs> Your lord. It's okay. It's okay. My husband saved me. Uh-huh. Third person. Why you, that's why you have a cleric. <laughs> so you can get up. <laughs> I'm just saying, death saves are part of the game. Get used to them. <laughs> <laughs> I took one too many hits to the face. It, it was a thing. Two too many. It was just a wham bam. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. And it was, she was like, night night. <laughs> Uh, it was that was a that was a that was painful. painful. Wow, that's good. It was good. <laughs> it was that. fun though. No, le- legit, like that was. It was. I think we're all very eager to finally level to level three. But it was a lot of fun, and it was it was good times. Oh yeah, you met, met many people died. Oh yeah, you're you're technically level three. You just can't long rest in the middle of a dungeon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're we're all getting a little stir crazy and ready to level. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get that's there. That's the way it works. Well, <laughs> besides getting the snot kicked out of you by a veteran NPC there, Allie, what have you been up to? <laughs> Not being veteran, apparently. I have been a wee bit busy, but I've still found time to kind of squeak in things for the game that I can. You know, I did a time walking, which gives you a nice, gave us a nice, what, 252, right? And then this past week was Shadowlands Dungeons. So I stayed up a wee bit too late last night, finishing off my fourth one for that and got a slightly upgraded version of a cloak that Harry had a 252 for. So Same. <laughs> that was a thing. That was that was a thing. But I don't know what I sacrificed to RNG Jesus. But right before we started recording, I went and checked my vault. I got my tear chest piece. Oh, well, that's that's nice. I looked at that. I was like, wait, is that? Is that my tear? I was really excited. So um, that's good. It kind of makes up for the failure that was the cloak. And I went and upgraded my legendary. So I'm feeling feeling good going into raid tomorrow. Feeling a little beefy as a healer. So that's pretty sweet. And we... Let's see. How many did we kill now? Five? Five? I think five. We managed to kill Halandris. Granted, it was on normal. But we did kill Halandris. It was like the last pull of the night or near the last pull of the night. So that was 
that was pretty good. That felt good. Nice. Well, we have not killed Halandras yet. Uh, but we are six. Six of six of eleven, yeah. So we went nice. the other path. We we were like, we'll be back, Halandras. We're gonna deal with these other bosses. We did we the last one we got was some architect dude that I like to make fun of, like because of the Matrix, you know. Yeah, vis V. Right, that guy. <laughs> was it Zymox? No, it's not, it's not Zymox. It's like the prime architect or whatever. I don't remember his name. It's a wacky uh, fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, we wouldn't do yeah, We that haven't one. touched that one yet. And we haven't touched Lehuvium or whatever whatever that one is. Lehuvium? Yeah. Lederhusen? I don't forget. So a little bit like a Swedish chef there for a second. No, that's Anduin. That's Anduin is the Swedish chef. Because remember, everyone, that's another thing that we did. We guessed it on Four Azeroth. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, and that's where I called Holandris, Mr. Waki Waki himself, and then that turned into Waka Waka, which then turned into Fozzie, which then meant Anduin was the <laughs> Swedish chef himself. So you're all yes. caught up. So if you were thinking, Jin, what are you smoking? Well, now you know. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, I think the last thing for me is I, you know, I missed the last episode because I had strep. So thank you, Lex, for filling in. Missed being on here with you, but, you know, next time. But um, my throat got better just in time for me to guess on Unshack of Fury, which was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was a really good episode. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You should thank go you. listen. Episode 104, right? I enjoyed it, too. Yes, 104. Yeah. yeah, I'm listening to the latest Dungeon Fables, so I just heard you that. You are. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's about it for me. What else for you besides defeating a boss that I haven't touched yet? Defeating a boss that you haven't touched yet? Uh, like I DM'd a, a DM session that um, OBS said, no, no, yeah. you may not stream this whole thing. No. So I don't know, I'll see what I'm going to do about that. Got about an hour. <laughs> it's about an hour or so of it. But don't worry, folks, you didn't miss any story beats. This was combat, 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 and a whole lot of, well, they're going to kill us if we storm in there. How can we sneak around? So that's... I almost had a chance to basically roll a barrel of gunpowder up to like the th- a throne room, basically, and blow them up. And logic, you know, won the day, and I wasn't able to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. I was really excited to go blow things up, so... Well, in the words of what uh, you do? in the words of uh, Matt Mercer, well, you can certainly try. <laughs> I was excited, uh, man. I was. I mean, my character, not me. I'm not secretly pyro. What? No, my character. She was excited about it. She was excited. About yeah. It. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh. Other than that, I'm just. Uh. I got flying. Woo! I got flying now. Yay! I can, fl- I can fly in Xerath Mortis, and apparently I can fly in real life, because I, um, during my little training for this half marathon, I just was like, hey, I want to do a half marathon, and I finished it in an hour and 48 minutes, and I was like, mm, that's pretty fast, and I wasn't even trying that hard, so go me, yay. Yeah, um, you rocked it, you've been working so hard on that too, so that's got to feel good to, like, have that kind of, you know, success. After oh yeah, I'm I'm super happy with how everything has been going. I don't I don't know. It's, it seems to be a, a combination of all that like you know start. It, it honestly started with the whole 75 hard thing, and then I just kept with the the running, and I kept with the um the you know lifting weights and things like that. Just you know getting in better shape. 
And yeah, the big thing for me was when I just kept running and I started looking into this and I was like, I really enjoyed the kind of goal uh, orientations. I had a goal for the 75 hearts. I was like, this is nice. Right. I like this, you know, check the box, like gamify life or something is basically what it felt like. And I was like, yeah, let's let's do let's just keep this going. So I did. Um, I was like, yeah, we're going to do a half marathon. And then things are going so well. I'm like, I'm going to freaking do a full marathon in December. Pow! So I'm already signed over that, too. <laughs> wow. Well, so, well done. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I could do half of one. I know that. Woo! Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the freaking race day. Come up here at the end of April. So I'll, I'll, I'll let everybody know how that goes once we uh, once I actually do it. It's already pretty good. I'm just training, though. So go me. <laughs> <laughs> go you. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited because the last half, half marathon I did, it, it was I came in at just over two hours. So wow, I'm already like shaving off almost 15 minutes. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, very happy about that. But anyway, speaking about ma- things that make me happy, what the heck are we drinking, Allie? Hmm? What is this? Well, what is this? At the at the time of this recording, it is two days away from St. Patrick's Day. It sure is. I got my shamrock shirt oh. on and everything. Mm. I, I have see, a green shirt on. I was gonna it's say not I see green. That's green. That, that hey, yeah, it works. It's yep. green. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's green. green. Uh, we're we're drinking Guinness because that's what you do when you're this close to St. Patrick's Day and you have a show where you drink things. And Guinness, Guinness. is nice and easy. You know, you know, it is. It really is. I didn't have to like go make a a whiskey sour or something like that. Which those are amazing, by the way. I would totally those go. really are amazing. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. So speaking of whiskey sour, we're not drinking whiskey sour, everybody. I just have a question. No. Do you like the do you like the whiskey sour kind of like just straight up whiskey sour, or do you like that weird egg foam stuff on top? Mm. Do you like that fancy foamy crap? I've never had the fancy foam. Okay, well, I, so I can't I can't tell you. Right. I'd have to try it sometime. Well, in my opinion, the fancy foamies are unnecessary. They're they're, they're not. They don't really. I don't think they add anything or take anything what away. It, but what does it taste like? Kind of like is it just nothing. like <laughs> just foam? Yeah. Kind of like if you drink like the head of a beer or something. Is it just like just kind of? Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, if, yeah. If you ever go to a fancy bar and get yourself a whiskey sour, sometimes you know there's white crap on top. And you're like, what's this then? I thought like order a whiskey sour, <laughs> not a lemon oh, meringue did this pie. Me? <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, obviously it's not a lemon meringue pie. It's just like the little little well, yeah little 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 bit there on top. So yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I liked it, and I discovered I liked it so much. Uh, yeah, when I when I went to Ireland, so yeah, I'm re- reminiscing when it's so close to St. Patrick's Day. So, so anyway, so I do have to tell you on that note. What next year? Next, not this year, but next year is my husband and I's tenth uh, anniversary. Ten. So we're we're actually thinking about doing a whole uh, Scotland Ireland trip. Do it. Do it. It's freaking amazing. Well, yeah. I haven't done Scotland yet. I've done Scotland, but I have done Ireland, and I would highly recommend, highly, re- highly yeah. recommend. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I actually need to go back already. Now, yeah. and it wasn't even that long ago that I was there. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like uh, God. I think there was this meme that I saw where it was like talking about the original Batman movie was in 1960, and then the first reboot was in the 90s. You know. Uh, with Michael Creighton and Creighton or whatever. Yeah. And the next one was like in 2005. And now we got another one in 20. And it was like, according to the, uh, how, how quickly the, uh, 
how, how quickly the Batman movies are coming. In 2050, we're going to get a Batman reboot every 15 milliseconds. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, so... Uh, that's, a, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's like, well, my first Ireland trip was in 2003. Now the next one was 2018. And then I'm just going to be like, I'll just do another one soon. And then apparently yeah. it's going to turn into every other weekend. <laughs> G darn. Oh, G darn. Yeah, all right. Might as well just buy a summer home there. Something. Yeah. Life goals. Life goals. There you go. That's what that would be. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what we're drinking. And I guess we can jump into. Oh, oh, see, I made Lex do this last time. So uh, you did. It was pretty funny to listen to that. It was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You want to do it this time? Since it's I can I can do it. Right. I, I'm not going to sound like a Southern Belle or anything like that. Not not Blanche. <laughs> but because that was hilarious to listen to. That was, a, that was two weeks ago. I literally forgot about that. I've slept since then. It's, it's fine. No, it was. Um, entertaining 14 times since then oh my gosh <laughs> so many times so many times hey hi we're not sleeping right now we're talking to you do you like supporting shows that talk to you about hobbies and interests that you also might possibly like if you're listening to it i think that means you like it hopefully do you talk back to us and tell us that we're crazy because we know we are it's okay if you answer yes to any of those and like this silly thing we're doing want to support us to keep it going Stay tuned till the end of the show and find out how you can keep the show and our habits going. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks, Allie. I really appreciate that. That was, that was fantastic. Was Thank a, you. I was you. almost better than Southern Belle version of you. <laughs> almost better. I'm glad it was almost better. <laughs> <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So let's talk about some ABK news. Well, uh, this one I thought was funny. I was, I was doing some little, little research for the notes and everything, and the fun thing is I couldn't find anything directly, directly right. related to the whole ABK thing. Nothing. There's no real news that's been jumping out at me. Well, I figured we could talk about some stuff that has been going on that's kind of surrounding the ABK news. All right, so it basically you think about it as a little bit of fallout if you will. So first, the family of the employee from the original complaint is suing Activision Blizzard for wrongful death. So, if you remember, uh, there was uh, someone in the original complaint that had uh, took their own life uh, during a work event. Okay, And the family of that employee is suing Activision Blizzard because they are alleging that when the police originally interviewed her supervisor, they denied of having any relationship with her, and they also refused to turn over the company-provided laptop to the police, claiming that it had already been wiped. And having someone, and, and me, having already, I used to work in the tech garage, right? I, I was just, like, literally desktop support, like, I just, like, wander around, help you out, and that, uh, that was me. I think it wasn't wiped yet. Trust me. Like, we're a little, <laughs> <laughs> we're a little lazy when it comes to, to doing that sometimes. We usually throw it in a pile and say, we'll get to it. So, that sounds like a bunch of bubkis to me. So, Unless there was a rush order because, you know, this horrible thing happened. That is also a thing, but <laughs> that could have been. I, I don't want to say, but I mean, I, I just speaking for all the, uh, the, the, the tech support, the IT crowd. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, that thing wasn't wiped yet. 
So the next bit of fallout that we're that uh, that they're facing is that Activision Blizzard Chief Marketing Officer Fernando Mercado, whatever, uh, has been disinvited to speak out uh, at South by Southwest. You know, SXSW, that's the abbreviation. I always, I always forget what that means and I have to look it up. Okay. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and uh, they were disinvited due to the misconduct allegations. No, they were supposed to speak at a panel about user retention in the gaming industry. Because <laughs> everyone wants to talk about that right what? now. <laughs> what? Okay. Sorry, continue. Continue. Oh, no. Feel free. Look, interrupt. <laughs> feel feel like, free. What? Like, okay. Wait, we all are very aware that Warcraft's numbers aren't what they used to be. And the player base, it feels like the number of unhappy people are growing or just straight up leaving but all abk stuff aside just completely aside which is hard to do but just for the sake of conversation that's who they're gonna invite to come talk about user retention well it was a panel what maybe they'll fill the role of okay uh do as i say not as i do (laughs) (laughs) like what (laughs) sorry continue learn from our mistakes (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I mm, okay. Yeah, I, okay. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there because that's that's where they were going to be speaking. I don't know. There's a part of me that goes south by southwest was like, why do we want this guy to talk? <laughs> like, I mean, not yeah. only is there the allegations, yeah. but also they got no leg to stand on right now when it comes to retention. So, anyway, right. All right. Well, anyway, so South by Southwest released a statement to the Washington Post. They said. Given the ongoing and unfolding nature around the sexual harassment accusations being covered up at the executive level of Activision, we decided it was best to not have high-profile speakers from Activision present at South by Southwest this year. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. All right. No, no shade thrown at South by Southwest. However, a little bit of shade thrown their way. Because finally, the last story I wanted to touch on uh, wasn't even directly related to Activision Blizzard, but at the same time, it's being discussed because of the initial lawsuit. So Jason Schreier, they're a, they work at Bloomberg. They're on Twitter. They got a lot of followers. Uh, in fact, they were the one, one of the, they were the one of the ones that broke the whole Microsoft is buying uh, Activision, right? Like that was right. Yeah. So let's. That, I was going to say, the name rings a bell, and I didn't know how, why, so yeah, that makes that sense. That Jason Schreier, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, they wrote an article over there on Bloomberg, okay? And I would actually highly recommend um, people uh, read it, and that article is called uh, Activision Isn't the Only Gaming Company with Harassment Problems, okay? Because in, in the article, it says, Since last year, when California sued Activision for sexual misconduct and discrimination, the video game publisher has become a focal point of bad behavior in the industry. But gaming's problems aren't limited to one offender. For instance, the, execu- the executive that was removed from speaking at South by Southwest was replaced by someone from Amazon Gaming. Okay. Well, Amazon Gaming was sued last year by five women for racial and sexual discrimination. This week... Eight women added their names to class action lawsuits against Sony Group Corp, alleging that they had experienced harassment and discrimination at multiple U.S.-based PlayStation offices. So, groups of women have also shared similar stories about Riot Games and Ubisoft Entertainment SA. I don't know what the SA means, but anyway. For other companies that haven't been publicly named or sued, the 
The question may not be if, but when. Now, I do want to add this one little bit last thing. It says one thing that the article is keen to point out, though, is that Activision is unique and that the CEO, Bobby Kotick, was accused of covering up bad behavior, according to the Wall Street Journal, and of incidents such as threatening to kill an assistant at other companies that went through similar cultural reckonings, such as Ubisoft, there have not been reports implicating the man at the top. So, there is a reason why Activision is receiving as much ire as it is getting. And there's also a reason why, you know, people like uh, like you and me and our, our friend Lex uh, likes to say things like fire Bobby Kotek. Because the guy's really... Or other F words that exactly. we avoid saying on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. It, mm, horrible, horrible, horrible man. With very dead eyes. Unless he knows he's getting lots of money. Then his eyes look creepy lively. Yeah, very creepy. So anyway, what are your thoughts on all of this? I just I just thought this was an interesting thing to bring up because I guess like this last article kind of pointed out, it's not a just a them problem. But No, not at all. Like we already knew about Riot Games. I think the DFEH has already already actually just finished up a thing with Riot Games. I believe so, but I would need to double check. I remember right. And then um Ubisoft, I know um if you look at the ABK Twitter account, um at a better ABK Okay. Yeah. Um, they like they're working with Ubisoft employees and sharing those stories and they're kind of they're working together, supporting each other and whatnot, which is awesome. Sad that it's necessary, but awesome that they're, you know, supporting each other through it. And so that it does not surprise me. Um, and I think not if but when I think is sad, but true. And I think that fortunately and unfortunately, since we have had these people speaking up and standing up for what's right and it's getting so much of the spotlight. It's going to empower others who are victims to stand up and speak out. And so I think, I think this light that's being shown on shown shined, there's a light on the gaming industry (laughs) and it's going to, it's just going to get bigger and it's, it's going to really expose what happens behind the curtain. Unfortunately, and also, fortunately, because it needs to happen in order for there to be change. We can't just sweep it under the rug. It can't be dismissed as, oh, it's just guys being guys, whatever. Ha ha ha. Like, and it's not just guys either. Sometimes it's girls doing it too. So it's just, it can't. Look at you, friend. You know, it, it needs to be talked about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. This, the, the last article is, is kind of what, what, yeah, I don't know. It just made me kind of put things in perspective of. Where it talked about it's like, yeah, the gaming industry is, um, it really hasn't gone through its growing pains yet, basically, because it's, it really kind of had its boom in the 90s. And it was very much just that frat boy culture. And, you know, that's really when Pleasure really started up was in the 90s. And that's right. You know, so that's kind of where this is all coming from. And it's, it, a lot of it is just from the beginning. And it makes sense that it's having to go through these, uh, this, all these issues because honestly this article really reminded me about like the whole kind of like me too stuff that came out you know and, and you yeah. know, in, in hollywood yeah. where you know it happened to hollywood and all the little you know, them folks and now it's happening in the gaming industry which in my opinion good uh it needs it if this is yeah. if this is the way they were acting yeah it needs it all right well 
Any other thoughts before we move on? Nope. I just like that we continue to talk about this as things come up and it's important to, you know, keep that spotlight going. Totally agree. Now, let's jump into a little bit of this. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Well, it's probably not going to come to any freaking surprise to anybody, but we have some cinematics to talk about. Cinematics. Okay. So, before we get started, before we get started, we got spoilers ahead. Okay. So, if all of this stuff is live in the game, so it's not like that kind of spoiler, but hey, if you're like, hey, I'm only like worth six, uh, six of 11 out of, out of normal and Allie over there is five out of 11 out of normal. So we ain't seen these like live in game yet, but, uh, Hey, we seen them on Wowhead. So, uh, anywho, uh, this is your warning. So, uh, if you don't want to listen to us discuss at, in depth to these cinematics until you have killed the bosses, uh, please exit stage left. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you gotta do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. Anyway, jumping into it. Last episode, Lex and I covered our initial reactions to the Anduin cinematic. So, to kick off the conversation, I'd like to go back to that, and um, I'd like to get more of your thoughts on it. So, first we go over anything else, I want to give you a chance to talk more about that first cinematic. I know you had your little notes hidden in white font. <laughs> <laughs> I was being creative and saving you some spoilers. That's yeah, great. That was great. Thank you for that. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, you know, what's cool about this cinematic? It's, it's a good cinematic. The fact that a, it sparks conversation. B, it for some summons emotions and for C, for some people, including myself, the more you watch it, the more you think differently about it. In some areas, I think differently. In some areas, I think the exactly same thing. But um, so I think like the first half, like awesome. Like it was just, it was so, so good. And my initial reaction was, why are they there? Were they in this, were they, where, where what realm have they been in? How are they in the realm of the first ones? And then eventually I watched it a few more times and it kind of, you know, the logic kicked in. I realized they're not actually there. It's, it's more like, you know, and at first I was like, it's India and Duin's mind. And then I heard the theory that they're part of the sword, which actually makes a lot of sense. And I really like that. So I'm going to go with that. And I am I am all for that. And it was just, uh, it was such a power mo- powerful moment. And I still love it. The second half, I'm not quite so bitter that my boy Arthas was done wrong. Just a little bitter though. Like I, I am all for like Sylvanas needed that powerful moment. Like that was really good for her. And... At first, when I watched it, I was like, she is talking down to him when she was also like manipulated by the domination magic and why is she talking down to him for it? And, you know, here's why he did his things. And then I kind of realized like it was wasn't fully talking down to him. And it was just her processing and realizing what she has done as well. And like, so I've, I've gone over that and I now know that there are some Arthas lines during the fight. So I'm realizing maybe I'm going to feel better about how Arthas was, you know, finalized after the fight. Maybe. And I want to clarify, because some people have been complaining about this for those in the Arthas was done wrong camp. I wasn't expecting Arthas to have more story. 
I wasn't expecting him to get redemption. Wasn't expecting him to be able to atone. I wasn't expecting a whole lot. Really wasn't. Because, you know, his story originally was wrapped up when we killed him on ICC. And I was fine with that. I was content with that. Until Blizzard was all like, hey, I guess what? We got Marathas for you. You, re- you ready? It's, it's a thing. It's going to you get Marathas now. So then that door was open for me to want more. So I still feel like it would be nice for him to at least have a face and maybe a voice line or two. I don't know what they would be. Some kind of goodbye, maybe. So long Something. and thanks for all the fish. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there are reasons why I'm not the writer of this game. Like I, that, that is not my wheelhouse. But something. I expected something. Not just a, hey, I'm a blob that looks like anima now. And I'm going to say nothing. And Devonis is just going to, I'm just going to be forgotten now. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like it. Yeah, that still bothers me. But I also understand that, you know, it wasn't meant to be about him. And I also understand that Jaina and Arthas, not Arthas, sorry, Uther, Ari had their moments and had their personal conclusions with him. So I feel better about that because originally I was upset that they didn't really get a whole lot in that cinematic either. But now it makes sense. Like they, they've they've had their time with him. Like they've they've had their closure. Now this was Savannah's getting her closure. I just don't feel like I got my closure. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I did back in Wrath and they're like, no, you never get closure. <laughs> never. There's a part of me that's starting to think that like, like we're almost halfway expecting like, give me like a like a seven minutes cutscene. Like uh, I want, I want like the whole, the whole shebang. Give me that Andrew a bit. Give me the Savannah's bit. Give me some Uther stuff. Give me some more Jada <laughs> stuff. Give me some of that. Maybe a little bit more Savannah's where it's like after the the spirit goes away and they're just kind of like doing a powwow behind it. They're just like, wow, that was weird. Pull, neat. I don't know. Maybe Bane can finally say something for a change. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Thrall can be like, who is that guy? What? Lich King? Oh, okay. He didn't really do anything to me. I mean, there's like, I was part of Wrath of the Lich King, but the whole art this thing yeah. wasn't really my bag. <laughs> I went to Kalimdor. I'm not expecting seven minutes, although I would happily take one because the cinematics are awesome. <laughs> but I guess, like, just a little more for Arthas and I would have been content. Just like something. Now, Again, how cool would it be not, if one yeah. of these days, if one of these days, you know how they did that with the, the Sarfang, the, the broken soldier, the, the old soldier, and right. all that kind of stuff in yeah. BFA? How cool to be if they did one of those for the end, <laughs> like the end oh, race. Gosh. Where you're like, oh, oh crap! Here it comes. <laughs> it would do things to me. Oh, it would do so wow. many things to me. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, and I, I feel, I mean, because we got, if you remember back in, I don't know, was that early Shadowlands? Yeah. We 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 got a kind of a differently rendered cinematic that was a little more akin to. Um, old shoulder, old soldier, and stuff. And then we got the picture of the jailer in that one gaming magazine, right? Yeah. Where he just the art of him just looked more detailed. Yeah. And so I kind of wonder if they originally were going to do something like that for some point of this expansion, but you know, COVID be damned. Yeah, it, it would be one of those things that'd be really interesting to get their point of view on. You know, what hit the cutting room floor? You know, like. Was there a plan for a fully rendered cinematic because they had the little intro thing, like you mentioned, where it was like, you know, Daddy D and the Winter Queen and the, the Archon yeah, all yeah, that one. fully yeah. fledged. 
and it almost seemed like there was going to be something, but, you know, like you said, COVID's a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't, it's, it's one of those things I don't know if we'll ever really know. Because even to this day, we don't even necessarily know what was cut from Warlords of Draenor. We, we don't yeah, we don't really true. know what could have been or what was really planned and, and was cut. So, yeah, I don't really know. Now, anything. So, okay. So, you, you got all your thoughts out? Yeah, I mean, something I can ramble about forever because there's just a lot of different emotions and thoughts with the cinematic. But those, you know... It pretty much covers it. All right, it. let's dive into some more of those emotions. All right, here we go. So here's some thoughts. Here's some thoughts that okay, I've been having. bring it. Okay, so I was, you know, in preparation for this uh, episode, I've, I've, I've seen the cinematic several times at this point. Right, uh, yeah. Unlike the last episode where me and Lex watched it right there during the episode. So now I'm thinking, <laughs> isn't it interesting that even in the darkness, you know, and all this kind of stuff, when Varian shows up, he looks very lighty. Very lighty lighty. Like, hey, I'm not like ghost dad. I'm like light ghost dad, right? So like Okay. And it got me thinking, because at the very little at the very beginning of the expansion, it reminds me of when Anduin says, The light is with me, even here. Okay? So do you even think there's even a shred of possibility? <laughs> Bit. A very Varak were, you know, freaking Crusader Bride and Bradded. Hmm? Hmm? Are they with the light right now? Are they part of the light? Is that what it is? Is that a because or, or is this just stylistic choice because they're talking to Anduin? I wanna say it's stylistic choice because they were warriors. If they were paladins, maybe, but they're the, the warriors. So, come on. The light doesn't abandon his champions. Come on now. <laughs> I don't I, know. I guess. I mean, it, maybe. Oh. May, maybe. Oh. It, it, to me, there, it's there just... Could be something, it, there could be something to that. Now, it did feel more stylistic, but there could be something with that. Okay, okay. Let's go, Okay, let's go with that. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe maybe it wasn't actually them, but maybe it was the light. You know, the light's like, hey, send them ghost dads. Send them ghost dads to, to help them out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, that That's maybe. That could be a thing. Or Because, you know, like, he's like, oh, the light is with me even here. You know, he does a big light bubble. Wah! Like the BFA thing. Um, There's a part of me that's like the light is with him even in that that moment. And it's the light that was like, hey, bro, you have these really crudu great people in your life and they don't really want you to go down this path. So um, uh, rip the sword in half. Can you rip the sword in half? Rip the sword in half. <laughs> I'm going to send you images of the two people that rip the sword in half. The light totally says, hey, bro. <laughs> I think it does. I think it does. That seems like a thing to me. I don't know about you. Sure. Seems like a thing. <laughs> Okay, so that was my that was my only like kind of like. I mean, it could be a thing. I mean, they definitely made a point to show and demonstrate and win strength of the light. This expansion, you know, especially in the beginning with the, the bubble thing and the you know it's a it's a thing and yeah yeah I don't know it just it, it was I don't know it's just considering the fact that the story of the Shadowlands 
is so concise, really, if you, if you ignore the fact that it would took you like three years to get it. That's what it feels like. Uh, but it is like actually pretty compact if you just want to sum it all up. If you haven't seen the novel video of him actually going over the entire story of the Shadowlands, I would highly recommend it. It's really funny. <laughs> Novel's awesome, so I'm sure it's amazing, and I'm going to have to watch it this weekend. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> Let's just say he got a little um, jaded on the story starting in 9-1, so when someone was like, I'm a little behind, can you tell me? And he did he did this on stream. Oh, God, I was, I was dying. <laughs> There's some stuff in there that's great. Because... Let's just say when he starts going, uh oh, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's really funny. Just take my word for it. Go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> totally believe it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I got some questions here. I got some questions. So with the way they have Sylvanas wrap up the cutscene, what do you think will happen next for her in the final chapter of the questing, and/or possibly nine point two point five if they actually move it, but. I'm hoping it's the final chapter of the questing. That is a good question. I think, I hope, but also not hope. Okay, hold on. I think and hope that her story gets wrapped up and maybe some kind of, I don't know, judgment or she has to deal with what happened, but maybe not redemption because I just don't, I don't know if that's ever going to be possible, especially if they wouldn't give it to Arthas. At the same time, I don't want. Okay, I don't want to be done with Patty Matson. I really don't because she's amazing, sure, phenomenal. But I also think it's time to kind of move on beyond Savannah. So if they're going to say that this is the end of a you know Warcraft as we know it story arc, and we're moving on after this, like that means we need to kind of wrap her up a bit, and at least at least bench her for a while. If she's going to live through this, she at least needs a bench for a while. And so I think that it's going to be her going through what has happened in her life and then making some kind of sacrifice where she either has to give her life or stays in the Shadowlands in order for us to go back to Azeroth or I I don't know, something. Something that keeps her in the Shadowlands, basically, to make up for what she's done, even though she can never fully, like, redeem herself. I don't, I don't know. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm kind of rambling now. <laughs> All right. So here, here are my thoughts. So to two two reasons for this is, number one, I feel like there's some hints. Like, for example, one of the things that you told me about is if you go click, 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 click on Sylvanas, eventually she'll go, Nathanos, blah, 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 blah. You're so sexy. I'm going to find you. I will find you. I'm going to track yeah. you down. I'm going to get you, get you, get you one way or another. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Every time when she's drinking. <laughs> Let the record show that I just, I literally, like it was my last swig of Guinness. Like I had the cup all the way up. Like it was like that kind of last swig. And that's when he did that. Anywho. So she's like. Anywho. Yep. <clears throat> Nathanos. My love. <laughs> mm. So because of that. And, and obviously spoilers of data mining. So, hey, we're in spoiler territory. Someone at one point found a new animation for Sylvanas in the data mining. And so here is my thoughts. I think she is going to be like, yep. Mm hmm. Um, the monster I became kind of sucks. And when I say kind of sucks, I mean, it's like big time. 
Okay. And then like maybe half her is like, yeah, but I had a reason. And she's like, okay, yeah, but shut up. All right. I, I almost, there's a part of me that literally <laughs> wants like Smeagol and Golem yelling at each other. Like, like. I could see that being a thing, honestly. Where she's like, Live now, never come back. You know, that crap. That'd be great. <laughs> and then Sylvanas is like, Golem, Golem. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> don't do that to poor Patty. Anyway, I can see Savannah's face making that face, which is really creepy and weird. But don't do that to Patty. <laughs> Give it to me raw and wriggly. <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes, right? Uh, <laughs> so what I actually think is going to happen is she's going to basically say, yep, uh, I got some serious atoning to do. And Revendreth ain't enough. Uh, no. So she's going to go to the mall and she's going to have, is she going to be the new jailer? No, no, I don't think that's, a, that's stupid. <laughs> You're the new jailer. What is the, what is the jailer's role anyways? If you think about it, like, like what's their job? Like, it's like, Oh, you're the jailer. You're the jailer of the damned. It's like the jailer was locked up. At least he was supposed to be. He didn't have a role in the Ma. It was just supposed to be eternal torment of suffering and crap and blah, blah, blah. It was just supposed to be bad, but I don't know. So, oh, Savannah's is the new jailer. No, I think she has a, a good reason and a selfish reason, which makes sense because she's got the split personality thing right here. The good reason is she's like, yeah, um, so, uh, you know, Ardenwield folks, uh, good job on getting a lot of them souls back, but uh, there's still more. I'll go get them. All right, so... So that's the that's the selfless act. She's going to try and atone by sending any and all night elf souls that she can come across back to Ardenweald or I don't know, she's Ma Walker. She's like the original Ma Walker. So who freaking cares? I don't know. She'll figure it out. Whatever. Uh, and then the last uh, the last reason, which I was remember, Nathanos. Hey, sexy. Hey, doing? Uh, she's gonna go. She's looking for Nathanos. She wants to go find Nathanos. And obviously, he went to the mall. Obviously. Right, the jailer's yeah. dead now, so she's like, "Where the hell does this guy put him? I gotta go find him." So I think that's what she's doing. She's you might be onto something because if you think about Ilden, right? We just left him to kind of you know keep watch on you know, Sargas, right? So what if we just leave her, not only trying to return those souls, but maybe she goes on her own like quest to clean up the Mossworn forever, or. Go hunt some Nathrazim down. Yeah. That could and be. that could potentially like if they go that route, you know, because Blizzard tends to, you know, like to bench people for a while and then bring it back a few expansions later. So like bench her for a while. And then maybe down the road when, you know, the Dreadlords become even more of a, you know, the thing that we're fighting and it's front and center, maybe she comes back and helps us a little bit or something. If they're not gonna completely kill her off. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like that. I wouldn't mind her coming back, honestly, because I don't see her being killed off at the end. It just... I don't either. I think she's going to go to the mall, and I don't know, there might be some stupid, like, like the Pelagos is going to be like, she's she will forever be the new jailer. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> she will forevermore be a character that has no backstory. Oh, wait, nope. She's got a lot of backstory, so she ain't the jailer. <laughs> right. Anyway... I think that I think she's just gonna I think she's gonna go to the mall and she's going to try and make up for the stupid crap that she did and also I don't know 
there may eventually be some like a loon tie-in too because remember that cutscene where it's like oh crap true kill all my people for nothing <laughs> All right, and then say you got the the, the tear of a loon, right? Yeah. So there, if, if we're ever gonna see her, maybe maybe that's one. Anyway, that's kind of like neither here nor there. So that's that's what I think is gonna happen. So here we go. So it's assumed that we'll learn why Sylvanas thought it was a good idea to team up with the person supposedly responsible for Arthas becoming the Lich King in the novel coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Thoughts as to why, on God's green earth, Sylvanas would think it was a good idea to team up with the guy who was responsible that supposedly was like, hey, I came up with the idea for the Lich King and he kind of ruined your life, so uh, work for me. Right? Feels feels a little silly. Got any ideas as to what the book might say on that? How How is Christy going to dig them out of this one? <laughs> I, oh, Christy. I think that... We'll find out. And I think it's going to be something how, you know, because of various things that happen in her life, because we we know from, you know, some reason stuff that, it, you know, we get to see more of her, you know, life and whatever. You know, we're, we're going to see all these things that happen to her life that leads up to the moment when the jailer is able to convince her that the system is broken and he needs to fix it. And because of all these things that have happened in her life. She's going to believe him and he's going to be, you know, cunning and convincing or whatever. Not charismatic. That's daddy D. Taylor's not charismatic. <laughs> he's boring. Um, and he's, but he's going to be able to convince her, you know, here's why I do what I do. Here's why I'm right. And here's why you should join me. And she's going to be like, yeah, life's pretty screwed up. Let's fix this. Let's go. Let's do it. Now, why she ignored the warning signs of, oh, hey, he discarded daddy D like a tool me that's gonna happen to me huh why she just ignore those i don't know that's a whole other story but i think i think we're gonna learn that he convinced her everything's broken and that they need to fix it together as a team hmm. and then, i i actually kind of agree with, i that, that's my thought is christy is going to have the jailer actually be in the words of uther deceptively cunning <laughs> right <laughs> so i think there is going to be that there's going to be that interaction between her uh, and the jailer probably were at the end of, you know, the edge of night kind of thing, or technically in the middle of edge, edge of night, is where all that's kind of thing. And at the same time, there might even be a little bit of a tie-in to uh, Folk and Fairy Tale, right, with the the Varisa story. Right. Could be some yeah, of that there. definitely. Um, and I, this isn't a notes or anything, but I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Where do you think that the Sylvanas novel will end? Do you think it will end at the Ooh. end of Shadowlands or before Shadowlands or somewhere else? I think the end. I think I think it's going to be the end and maybe a little beyond, honestly, and kind of give more flavor and depth into what happens at the end of Shadowlands and see it from her viewpoint and her thoughts and, and hear her thoughts and how she's dealing with it all. Yeah. Speaking of the Sylvanas yeah. novel... If everything is going correctly, by the time you're listening to this, dear listener, next week is when it will come out. So, yeah, and we won't have time to read it uh, <laughs> by the next episode because it literally comes out the week that we uh, record next. So maybe maybe on the April 12th, we'll <laughs> talk about the Sylvanas novel by then. Right. 
Because I did get it on Audible, so I'll be able to listen to it. <laughs> nice. Speed that process. Nice. I kind of think it's going to go beyond the Shadowlands. I really do. I think it's going to go past that. Because I think Shadowlands is probably going to end with her jumping into the mob and she's going to say, I'm going to do this. And I think it's going to end probably with her maybe reuniting with Nathanos, right? Kind of like leaving that teaser uh, or something like maybe something is going to, to come. Like maybe not. Okay. Maybe not have like an interaction much with Nathanos or not. Like just, you know, her finding him, I think is probably where it's going to, to end would be my best guess. So yeah, that's, that's I, I, that feels like a satisfying ending, at least for me. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if if any of these speculations are correct, yeah, cool. <laughs> I've been paying attention. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on Sylvanas, the cutscene, and any of that before we move into the Jailer's cutscene? No, I think you know as as it goes on, we'll we'll learn more about her, and I'm sure we'll talk about her and the end of her story again. Awesome. Well, here it is. Let's get into the jailer. The jailer. That guy. So, so we've already discussed this final cutscene in uh, during a Patreon bonus episode and on uh, for Azeroth. So, this, uh, maybe maybe we have a little bit more to add here. Maybe we'll see. But I wanted to discuss it a little further as well as discuss why the cutscene is viewed as. Worse than even the BFA cutscene. And that one was not a fan favorite, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So first off, we actually got an intro cinematic uh, to the first one that we didn't discuss in that uh, Patreon Patreon bonus episode. So what is your opinion of that one? What, do you, what are your thoughts? I think it's actually pretty neat. Granted, I have always liked the Forge of Souls dungeon since the first time I stepped foot in there. It... Just so many reasons. I've always liked it. I wish there was some kind of quest line in the game that actually sent us to the Forge of Souls. It witness how the Jailer is impacting it. And it's actually maybe get an idea of how it's impacting Azeroth herself. Um, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. You know, I think if we had witnessed that with our own characters, it would have made us care a little more, which is something that's a little lacking right now. So that's something. But it was still really cool to see. It was cool to see that tied to Azeroth a bit. See him like looking at the globe of Azeroth. Um, but again, we're reminded of how he's had this grandiose plan for so long that us mere mortals can't understand it. And he's done so many things and he's been, you know, he is the reason behind so many things. And we're just meeting him and we're already killing him and already done with him. And we're supposed to care, except why are we supposed to care? Because they haven't made us care. So it's also kind of a reminder of that, too. So it was it was a mixed bag for me. Yeah, I think I agree. I think it's a bit of a mixed bag for me because, yeah, there were some really, really cool visuals like there almost always are. Yeah. Um, Forge of Souls was like, hey. You guys like nostalgia? Remember Forge of Souls? <laughs> I like that. Um, but the, it, it also kind of served as a reminder of how almost just blatantly, sillily obvious some of the, the Jailer's quotes have been in the past. Like, oh, death comes to claim the soul of your world. No, literally, he's going to use the power as battery. That, <laughs> yeah. It, it literally, he's, he's just going yeah. to use it. 
Mm-hmm. Because in the in that cutscene, he's like, "Oh, death claims the soul of your world." It's like, okay, all right, I see what you did there. Good job. All right. So it it's like, it's, it's almost like these like I don't know. I don't even know. Here, I use these turns of phrases sometimes, and I don't even know if they're proper. So I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. <laughs> While you're looking it up, I have to just comment on something really quick. Yeah. Poor freaking Azeroth. This chick has been stabbed. She has bled. She's had old gods like embedded in her and then ripped out of her and others like buried deep. Like, and then now this, like this poor chick, I am dying for the day. If she lives through any of this or when she hatches just to see... That she's okay, because holy crap. <laughs> well, anyway, the turn of phrase I was looking for was ham-fisted. <laughs> that's I'm, that's a phrase that I've not heard in a while. Yeah, clumsy or yes. bungle, bun, bungling, bungling. Okay, that's a word. What? This was said in the <laughs> d- definition, d- definition in the Google. Bungling. Bungling. Ooh. Anyway, well, here you go. Let, and, and live that floor. You've learned a new word. Le, yeah, bungling. bungling. All right. Well, anyway, like I said, very ham fisted, clumsy, clumsy usage of just these like, oh, souls. Death comes for the soul of your world. Yeah. Yeah, dead. Uh, yeah, dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's those little things like this where it's also like, oh, witness now eternity's end. And we're like, oh, he said it. He said he did the thing. Oh, it's a title. It's a patch. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, it's like it's like whenever someone says the name of a movie in a movie, you're like, ah, 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 there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. He he did it. I mean, Shadowlands doesn't really count. Like they say Shadowlands about a bajillion times. So, you know, it's lost yeah. all meaning. They're like, welcome to the Shadowlands, the Shadowlands, the Shadowlands, the Shadowlands. But, you know, when he's like, welcome to eternity's end, you're like, all right, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, after like 300 and some odd pulls on this, and eh, heroic, it'll probably be like 90. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll be dead in about 90 attempts uh, on heroic there, buddy. Um, okay. So, that was the intro one. That was just the intro one where yeah. it's just like, I'm going to hit you with this mace that I just materialized out of nothingness. It's a pretty cool looking mace, though. I think that's a. It was. It was. I think that's a drop that I can get, too kind of looking forward to that okay <laughs> so the big one kind of uh <laughs> we got the jailer end cutscene to discuss and figure out what its failings are so the first criticism that i've heard and very much agree with is the cutscene almost feels like something we should have seen early on in the questing do you agree with that maybe so- i mean so like in terms of him, in terms of like learning more about him and seeing that, are you talking about the part where we actually see the, the like the others, stuff, yeah. the pantheon, like the, the flashbacks with them like talking down to him? Yeah, like that part of it, I think we could, we we should have, because again, part of his lacking is the fact that we just we haven't been made to care about him. Yeah, and that would have at least helped a little. Yeah, and I think uh, it feels, and I think this was actually honestly something that was it felt like it was planned. Because, so the Archon, right in your face, boom, Archon, bam, bad jailer, Winter Queen, bad jailer, Denathrius, <laughs> hey, buddy, uh, you should have talked to me. We should have done so many things together. should have talked to me first. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, by the way, you're bad. Uh, <laughs> but then again, Primus. No, you don't see him. And that, right? was, that was a whole thing. Where'd the Primus go? Oh, where's the Primus? We don't know what the Primus looks like. Because he was, remember, he was a room car. Right? He was a room car yeah. down, down in the basement. So it almost feels like this was something that was supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> He's under the stairs. Like the children under the stairs, right? It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah, uh, it, it felt like it was supposed to be something in 90 or even possibly 91 before we unlocked the jailer from his, I don't know, rune carveriness. Yeah. And I, it could be. It feels feels right. It feels like it might have been a thing. But then again, I mean, it was trying to like zoom in, get the point of view of the jailer where he's like, you know, where he's like, you, what did he say? Some crap about you protect that which is flawed. Okay. And? <laughs> so, you know, continuing on my little notes here. It almost told us the story that we've been waiting for this whole time. Mm-hmm. But it still didn't deliver on it completely. And why I'd say it almost told us stories because, t- speaking of the Primus, the Primus asked the question that everyone in the community was kind of asking was, why? Why is reality broken? Why... Do you want to break it? And I'm like, okay, you're bad guys. So obviously we know you're just going to rule everything. So sure, we can accept that part. But yes, maybe leave, like give us a little hint as to what the problem is. And maybe give us an idea of what the course of action you're going to take to fix it. I mean, I'm going to go to the sepulcher and remake reality. What? How does it, what is it? How is that even a thing? Like, what are you talking about? Like, Right. Yeah. I didn't realize you could go to an installation someplace in the Shadowlands and turn it off and turn it back on again. Like, that's... <laughs> I didn't know there was a reboot switch. Anyway, that's what I'm kind of curious about. Like, what was his... What actually is his plan? I mean, yeah, when he starts draining the life out of as of Atheroth there, you know, thanks to the little intro thing, we get the idea of, oh, yeah, this is a little important to us because, you know, it's like, hey, that's where all our stuff is. Don't kill our planet. We like our planet. That's where all our stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, when Lex Luthor and Superman have to team up to uh, to actually destroy some evil thing that's threatening the entire planet. Because he's like, well, sure, I'm a bad guy, but I don't want the planet to blow up. Like, <laughs> I can't rule nothing. I want to rule the, the planet. Right. Right? Come on. And Superman's like, you're a terrible person. He's like, I know, right? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm really smart though. I'm really smart. Yeah, I mean, phew. I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of funny. It's, speaking of Superman, usually I Superman's the, the lame character, Lex Luthor's the interesting one. In this case, the jailer's the lame one. So there you go. Fun times. So there it is. So that is the that is the next big big issue that's pretty obvious is that the Primus asks why he did it, and we get practically a throwaway. You preserve that which is doomed. A cosmos divided will not survive what is to come. So, what is your opinion on the, oh, there's something scary coming? Well, first off, I feel like a cosmos divided isn't going to do well either way, because that's just never helpful. That's not teamwork. Cosmos divided, is not they're not in teamwork. You, you win by teamwork. So, uh, that's a given. That's an obvious one. So, he's not wrong there. But... I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this because I'm supposed to care about the jailer, but I don't. And now I'm supposed to care about this new big bad, but I didn't care about the jailer. So why? 
Like, why should I care about the new big bad? And who could the new big bad even be? What is it even like? Did when the first ones go haywire and kill off the rest of them? And that's why we haven't seen them all. Like, who would be the next big bad beyond the jailer who supposedly well, please, is evolved the one to blame for everything? Like, oh my God. Please tell me that that's not what the story is. If it is a first one that went haywire and then killed them all, that's just Sargeras again. Like, like, let's. Let's, let's, like what else could not, it be? Like I that. just don't understand. Like who? Like granted, we haven't met. There's there's some big bads we haven't met yet. Like Void Lords, for example. Yeah. You know, um, maybe Loon's secretly evil. I don't know. But like who? Yeah, like who would that. be the next big bad? Like who would be? So Zavala's here, right? Who's you know horrible and evil and has done all these things for eons, and we're just mere mortals and we can't comprehend it. He's here, right? <sighs> the step above. Who's going to be a step above this, you know, supposedly horrible Zoval? Who else would it be beyond first ones? It can't be like, I feel like if we're going above, right? It can't be a Pantheon member anywhere. So it can't be a Titan. It can't be whoever is in the light Lords over there or, you know, the light Pantheon and life Pantheon. Like it can't be a Pantheon person, right? So it's got to be like a Void Lord or a first one gone haywire or... A light lord, like who? Who, who else would it be? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you 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 make a great point of, well, um, well, I don't. Know, I guess it could be. So, because if we're saying that the pantheon, the pantheon, right, um, is doing this whole thing where it's like, because it, it's like Zaval was originally a member of the pantheon of death. But Sargeras was a pantheon of order. So, I mean, it could be another pantheon member. Anyway, so next up. So if you take, well, I don't like that sentence. I'm just going to read it. It's, it's a crappy sentence, everybody. But I'm just going <laughs> to read what I wrote when I was a little sleepy. So if you take that at face value, the jailer is saying, I did it for the greater good. It's not my fault. I'm the most capable of ruling over all reality. Yeah, it wasn't actually that bad. I was just, it's not that bad. I was it's getting fine. hung up. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah. I mean, that is kind of what it, what the jailer is saying there. He's basically saying, like, it was, I, I'm so good, guys. I'm, like, so good. The reality is so jacked up. I'm the one who noticed that it's jacked up. So I should just rule it. I should rule it. All of it. I don't know. That's basically. Yeah. Because if it was that broken, and because of whatever else Big Bad's supposed to be coming, you would think he would want help, and he want to, like, convert, recruit the rest of the Pantheon to, like, work together as a team, and and actually spend time to convince them, not just a, hey, it's broken, go fix it. And they're like, no, we damn you to hell, and we're going to, to, to imprison you and stuff. Bad, bad of all, it's bad. Um, Do you know where they put them? And just based on the way you said that, I know where they put them. Would you like to know where they put them? Where they put them in a mega dungeon. <laughs> 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 and just stick them in the dungeon with mega. He's <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad of all. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I totally see what you're saying. It feels very much like there was so much storytelling they could have done around it because 
I mean, I, we've probably said it to death at this point that you and I were, we're, we're both kind of in the same boat where we just, we like to like things where it's like, we like the shiny thing and we like it. And we're like, this shiny thing has got, it's missing some shiny to it. Okay. So like, right. I don't know. Like there's, 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 you turn it around and you're like, you're like, why is the shiny thing hollow? There's nothing in here. <laughs> it just, like I was, I would, you know, kind of like your, your lore burger, um, <laughs> You know, option here. It's like we were we were handed this nice, pretty, just beautifully wrapped. I mean, we were ever we were ever a kid, and of course you were a kid at one point. But when you course, were a kid, yes. when you were a kid, yeah. Did you happens, ever have yeah. a starburst, and then you wrapped the wrapper just oh so perfectly back up, and you hand it to someone, but it was there's no starburst in it. No, but someone did that to me. Yeah. So there you go. You it was you know, mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like the jailer storyline was. It's like, oh, here's this big bad. It's even a pink one. You like the pink ones are your favorite flavor, right? I'm like, I love pink flavors. And then it's like, don't think too hard about that. Just, just. I was just thinking my own analogy. It's fine. Keep anyway, going. so let's just keep going. Anyway, so we got the, we got the Starburst, right? And they're like, you like this one, they're Jin? And I'm like, yeah, I like this. The, the, the pink ones are the best. The pink ones are the best. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We were like, hey, you know, you've been enjoying those Taliesin videos when he talks about Cosmo Disco War, and this is kind of Cosmo-y, little bit of Disco War. And I'm like, yes, give me, please. I like this. I like this. And then you grab that Starburst, and you grab it, and you're like, that's just the wrapper. There's nothing in here. There's like, There was, like, no story. We got all the background. This interesting, like, there was this guy. This stuff happened. He was, he was somehow, like, really sad. And then reality sucks. And but, but why? Eh, it's reality sucks, right? I'm like, yes, yes. In real life, reality sucks. I didn't know it was that bad in Azeroth, but in real life, reality kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, and he, well, he's like, yeah, he got like, eh, he's a little jaded. And he wanted to, he wanted to fix it. I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. How is he going to do it? Don't ask. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> there, there's, there's nothing there. I mean, but at the same time, I, I don't, it, it's almost like, I feel like the, the writing staff may have bitten off a little more than they could chew here, which was, agreed, agreed, which was, oh, we have this whole big thing and there's going to be this amazing story where he's going to fix reality. And then I, I guarantee someone in that writing room, maybe Ann Stickney. Hi, Ann. I love you. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, maybe she was just like, why? Why just did? Why? <laughs> and everyone was like, we'll get back to you. We're going to come up with a why. Before before we get to the why, um, how is he going to do it? There's this installation where they create all of the afterlives. The afterlives, right? There's a there's a forge of the afterlives. Big ball, right? And it creates all these things. And Zareth Mortis, it's it's the first one's workshop, as you were. And, and she's like, oh, this is really cool. Tell me more. Uh, and, and then he keeps talking and it's like, oh, and there's, there's, there's this lush side and then there's like this really dry biome. And it's like, it kind of shows the intersection of, of how the first ones were, were kind of toying and messing and they created all these progenitors. And, and she's like, okay, cool. I like what you're saying. You still haven't answered my question yet though. Okay. No, no, no. We're, we're getting into it. There's a sepulcher, a sepulcher. It's like a, like a tomb. Sure. We're not going to call it a tomb. We're just, it's a sepulcher of the first ones. And she's like, okay, okay, keep going, keep going. Well, in the sepulchre, the first ones, there's these big, there's a map of Azeroth. 
and the Forge of Souls is involved. Like it's, it's there's a there's an <laughs> antenna. Um, it sends the an, the, the, the 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 anima the the the, the azurite. It sends the azurite up the antenna. Did you know Ice Crown Citadel is an antenna? Really, it's an antenna, uh, and it sends it to Torghast. And then she's like, "I thought we were in Zareth Mortis," and they're like. Could you stop thinking so hard about this? It's a fantasy game. Okay, all right. And then, <laughs> and then someone asks, "Well, how do you explain the alternate timeline with having multiple Goldans?" Like, okay, um, I got it. Ropes. <laughs> They're intertwined. That's the whole thing. Ropes. Freaking ropes. <laughs> ropes, Allie. It's ropes. Okay. So yeah, there we go. That is uh, that is where we are at the whole end of the jailer cinematic. So, if any more to add. I do want to give kudos to the, uh, the 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 team who worked on the cinematic itself, like the the art and animation and stuff, like the watching the armor and everything like fade away, and even his like skin and stuff like that. The whole that whole graphic animation was just really cool looking. Um, it makes me angry that we still don't know why his armor looked dusty, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Because what? Um, now we're not going to know because it faded away. So I, I don't know. I don't know. And um, I mean, his death was kind of cool looking. So that's something. And like to see his body in, you know, the like clay stone dude form, like his original, you know, whatever. Right. Like that, that that's cool to see. Like, so that whole thing was cool. But I don't. Oh, I, I care. Hmm. What? Nope. Never mind. Nope. Okay. It it is kind of cool to see like the um the domination engravings mm-hmm. like all the way through his skin to like his like base form. Yeah. So so what I was thinking of was oh because because I yeah, I just did the the questing to get my flying yay and one of the I haven't done that yet one of the oracles the because there's multiple oracles but one of the oracles right uh, they said that all things eternal were formed in Zareth Mortis. Arbiter, Winter Queen, Sire, uh, Arbiter. And then I was going to be, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to like say, oh, the jailer's dead now. So they have to. And then I was like, oh, they already did that. (laughs) They're going to make a new Arbiter. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Scratch that. They already took care of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, anywho, any other final thoughts before we jump into our next little mini topic no it just left me with wanting to know more about the jailer and why i should care about him same the end (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) i feel like i need to put in the flight of the concords uh you know it's wednesday love fly the concords is that it It's business time, Jen. It's a thing. Yeah, it is business time. <laughs> Do you know why? Because it's Wednesday. <laughs> stuck in my head now. Yep. It's business. Yep. It's business. It's business time. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap up this episode, I thought it would be a fun to discuss uh, a couple of the new threads uh, that were pulled on by the Shadowlands that have yet to receive any satisfy- satisfying conclusion or was just kind of nothing. Now, some of these were not brand new. Some of these were just kind of pulled upon by the Shadowlands. And the answers we received and some of them were, again, is that it? I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, that's it. 
First one, <laughs> not new to the Shadowlands, but there was a thing big in the Shadowlands, and there's lots of little like, especially Tyrande. That was like, I killed your boyfriend. That's the thing. That was that was a really sweet moment. Like sweet as an awesome. Yeah, I loved it. You know, thing I liked the most was uh, where <laughs> they both apparently picked up on each other's mannerisms because they both go night warrior. Night warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they say they like to say night warrior the same schmarmy little. You know, sometimes when you're you know in love with someone, you pick up on their things. You you, you do some things like them. It's a it's a thing. It is a thing. Me and my wife have a bunch of those little things that we do. All right. Yeah. So the Thanos. That's the first one. Maybe we'll get something in the book. Maybe we'll get something at the end of the Judgment Cinematic. I don't know. If there is something. I'm hoping we do. Anyway, so we're coming up here on the end of Shadowlands and still knowing the Thanos, which we thought was going to be a big thing, considering the pre-patch cinematic was Nathanos going, you're going to send me to my lady. Yeah. That's kind of how we sounded. <laughs> it's not that far off. I was going to make fun of you and then like, no, that's actually pretty good. It's <laughs> actually pretty close. I was like, I was like, I was, I was just trying to be a dork. And I was like, no, that's actually pretty close. Well, that's kind of how it was. You're, I, and then I, I never expected Nathanos to be like a big, huge thing, but a thing. something. Yeah, a thing. Yeah. Like maybe like a little eye candy in the background. Like, hey, baby, you going to go talk to the jailer today? I'll be over here. Okay. I'll just be right here. But now... Her master was keeping secrets from her. That's Tyrande said. Now, here is one fun little thread that I, me as a, again, a war, warrior for life. Of course, of course. I thought this was like the, like the biggest, is that it? Odin's eye, which we found out kind right. of about in Legion. We're like, oh, he, he traded his eye for secrets. We find out that was from Wazala. That was all this cool. And, and it was the, the eye of the jailer in Sanctum and Domination. It was supposed it. it was supposedly an eyeball that followed us around in 9.0, but it was like one of the most irritating mechanics on the planet because it's like, you're supposed to go to the mob, but oh, don't stay here too long. Don't stay here too long. Cause it's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. And it was that was it. That was Odin's eye. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, it had such great potential because there was that moment where we had to go talk to Odin and there was that moment where, you know, you're doing the other side and Muzala is like, you know, they're all talking about it and stuff. And I was going to try to imitate Muzala and, and want somebody, but I'm going to leave that to the pros. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, and we have those cool moments and then, yeah, like just the eye that again, you know, was involved in various things in the past it turned into this annoying mechanic and then we poked it in the raid and now it's done. I want, like, I'm still using I want to know trinket. what Odin thinks. <laughs> That's true. The trinket that dropped a million times from my raid group. Like, I, I want to know, I want to visit Odin again and see what Odin thinks about the eye and what happened with everything. Yeah. And the jailer. Like, I feel like he has thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Now, as we were talking about this next one that I have here in my list, and one that you're very interested in as well, I actually had a thought about that, which is the Drust, and why the Jailer might look a little justy. And I was actually thinking about it, and I think it's the opposite. I think the Drust look a little Jailery. I think that might actually be a little 
closer to reality where because if you're if okay like let's go down this route this little rabbit hole of okay the jailer did everything well if, if you're like thinking that he's an opportunist and it's been a bajillion years that he's been stuck in the mall trying to figure out every little thing maybe he corrupted some druids over there in Drustvar. Maybe he implanted some information in Gorak Tool's head. And he's like, oh, this sounds freaking great. Let's rip our souls out of our bodies and stick them on Wicker Men. And that's how we'll prolong our life and, you know, get away from the cycle of life and death. Because that's that's what the Drust do is they basically say, no, we're not going to die. We take our souls from our bodies and stick them in Wicker Man. So maybe it's not that the jailer looks drusty. It's that the Drust look jailery. You could be on something with that. I still want to know about Thros. Me too. And more details with that. But you could be onto something. Yeah. If, That's an interesting thought. I mean, if you can think about it as the Drust, they are originally Druids. And Druids primarily operate in the realm of life. Right? That's pretty much what they do. Nature, nature is kind of part of life. If you look at the original cosmology chart, life and nature right there. Drust are on the opposite end of the spectrum. You can think of them as almost like the Arden Wheel Druids. It's basically what they're, they're the, the death druids, right? Because you can't have life without death. You can't have death without life. It's a it's a cycle. Right. So they're they're just the same kind of druids, but on the opposite end. So it kind of begs the question, was there any like jailery whispers going on about to Gorak Tool and the whole corruption of them? Because the Thorn Speakers that we met in Drustfar... Those were like the good, the quote unquote good right. death druids. Yeah. But it was Gorak Tool and the, the Drust that eventually they, they got all corrupty and, you know, they had those masks. You know, if you play through the Ardenwield campaign, you all know about the masks and how my emotions that turned into bad stuff because, you know, sad things happen. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. And then it was such a big part of the, you know, Covenant campaign. And with no actual closure, just sadness. Yeah, just sadness. That's all we got. So anyway, I I think that might be probably where they were going with the jailer's armor looking like that. That could be something. That could very well be something. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a true Cosmo Disco War kind of expansion, we would find this out. And Right. And it, it... I... I laughed a little bit because I did watch a, uh, a a YouTube video recently and it talked about how uh, the the moment that Vol'jin died uh, in Legion, the beginning of Legion, was when we found out that Sylvanas was, was going to be uh, war chief and everyone kind of raised an eyebrow going, Sylvanas? Not a horrible choice, but not necessarily a great choice. Uh, right. So the, the old lore community was kind of scratching their head going like, yeah, that was weird. And, we, there, and a lot of people, there was even some community creators that actually figured out that it was related to Muzala. They were like, you know, the father asleep. And they, they were like, they, they thought it was Muzala that convinced uh, Vol'jin to do it. And they, well, they were right. Well, the funny thing was, is we didn't actually get confirmation in the game until Shadowlands like four and a half years later. <laughs> so, right. So when the jailer went all dusty and we're like, oh, he looks a little dusty and we had the dress and things like that. 
I mean, come on. That was only, what, two and a half years ago? We're not going to find out about that for two years. Don't tell me this. <laughs> there's so many loose threads and so many carrots with unsatisfying conclusions because there's no freaking conclusions. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the story. I want to burn it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, I really would enjoy going there uh, with with Jaina to just revisit that little bit of trauma and just be like, let's just burn it all down. And she's like, I'm down for that. I usually freeze things, but I, I know how to do fire. If if that becomes a thing, my poor Worgen priest, my main, is probably going to get benched and I'm going to main my Draenei mage that I used to play back in the day so I can literally burn it down. There you go. That might be a thing. Uh-huh. I feel like we need. We all need to take a moment, listen to the AWOL Nation song, Burn It Down. <laughs> burn it down, baby. Burn it, burn it down. <laughs> hey, you know that one. There we go. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here is a loose thread that I'm not even going to call it a, a loose thread. It was a story point that just felt like they went and, and they dropped it. Venari. Yeah. Because I thought it was pretty cool how Venari was like a 9-0, like this real broker that was down there. She was really cool. She was like the coolest of all the brokers. And we're like, man, you're really cool. And she's like, don't you freaking know about me. And we're like, oh, that's a little mystery, a little, little intrigue. What's going on here? Yeah, and then we, we had some people asking about her. And we're like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I thought that was going to build us something about Venari. And then you're right. It just kind of stopped. Yeah. Like that mystery part was kind of fun. I was like, ooh, I'm protecting her and she has an amazing voice actor. Mm-hmm. What's this going to end up being? Yeah. Nothing. And it it's not even that it got dropped like a hot potato uh, at 9-0 because we had a whole bunch of interactions with her over in Corthia. And there was even the stay a while and listen where she's like, hey, you want to go check out Zareth Mortis? <laughs> and the attendant was like, don't you tempt me, they'll... Right? So, I just thought it would have been cool if Venari would have showed up or something like that. I don't know. And there's nothing. What if she does an epilogue for uh, some be... reason and talks like Fareem? That, that, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. So, yes, please. Please, Blizzard, like, do something with her because she's, like, the, one of the coolest characters she's of the Shadowland. Cool. She really is. Like, they made her one of the freaking tavern keep people... In Hearthstone. She's pretty awesome. So, uh, if you don't do anything with her in 9-2, at least something in 9-2-5. Just something, please. Just, just just, a little bit. I don't even need that. Like, well, I would love a background of, like, why she even went to the Maw in the first place. Because who's going to be like, sure, I'll jump into the inescapable Maw, which you cannot come back from ever. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, she's like, oh, great business opportunity. No one's down there. Uh, yeah, no one wants to go. No one wants to be it's down there. A, it's not a business opportunity. Yeah, but a lot of souls are going down there. You see? see the big funnel where it's just like going down there like a drain? Great business opportunity. But what are you going to spend all your money on? Like, you can't get out. Oh, I didn't think that far. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Venari, I'm I, I, kind of interested in there. Anyway. So those are kind of like my four, like, womp womps, like sad trombones. Yeah. Anyway, I got two, two that I'm like, these are cool, and I'm fine that we don't have any satisfying endings yet, because it felt like there was a, a good stop to the story, where it felt like you could 
easily pick them back up at a later date and it would feel natural. Like it, it wouldn't be like, oh, this was like, oh, you forgot about that and you brought it back. No, it was like good stopping point. Go ahead and put put it put that story down. It felt like a good shelving moment, like a good little little, little teaser, basically. So this was the first one is Vol'jin. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, hey, Jen, their Vol'jin was not in the Shadowlands. And I, yes, yes, he is. You have to play the Ardenwheel campaign. It's only yeah. in the Ardenwheel campaign because apparently the Night Fae are the best. They, well, they do have. The, yeah, they do have the best story. I will actually tell you. They do. It's just really disjointed and kind of all over the place. It's because they have like nine stories packed into one. That's. <laughs> yeah. The, like for example, the Necro Lords have a one continuous, only okay story of stuff is bad and we need to fix it. Well, that's it. That's that's all we have to deal with. It's okay. Well, these guys they attacked uh, freaking uh, Bastion. Why? Okay, House of Construct is all messed up. Why? Well, we figured that out. They were working with the Nathrius. Okay, now we got to go work with uh, Kelthas, and then we oh, it all comes back and loops back around to Kelthasut. That's it. That's pretty much the Necrolords. <laughs> not, not a lot of story there. There's some good Draca moments, but not a lot of story there. Ardenwield, on the other hand, is... Oh, hey, freaking buckle your seatbelts, baby, because here we go. We got Night Warrior. We got Ysera Goodness. We got freaking Vol'jin. Oh, and my emotions, Erlon. Check it out. <laughs> my emotions. <laughs> so there you How go. How dare you speak his name? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's it's a lot. So, yeah, Vol'jin is apparently the new freaking uh, Loa of Kings at this point because we go down there, we save a bunch of Loa. Uh, oh, and speaking of which, another reason that the freaking Ardenwield has the best storyline is that's where you get one Samdi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- these are kind of like they go hand in hand, which is Vol'jin is now going through his regenerative process where he is going to eventually come back as a loa of some sort because he's he's in a he's in a wild seat right would you agree i i I like that story i I thought it was good i like it it's good um i would like to see at some point some kind of storyline where we check in with talanji and have her find all that out and find out that vulgin is going to be the new loa of kings like that would be cool to hear about it through that but I'm also okay if we set it to the side for a bit, too. Oh, speaking of which, so this is actually a great one. This, this is a great one. I didn't actually notice this until I was going through the Ardenwield quest line. And I just, this is an honorable mention of good job, Blizzard, with your fun little Easter egg, just like just moments of, of goodness. So when you're going through this whole Vulgin quest line, and this may actually be in BFA, I don't remember, but I just. <laughs> It's freaking funny as hell. So remember, remember, dear listeners, always listen to Allie's advice of make sure you, you look up. Because when you are in, when you are in the freaking uh, Bwansamdi shrine, when you are like, you know, going through and bringing Vol'jin back, there is a spirit tied up on the wall, just dangling above the doorway. Do, do you remember who that is there, there Allie? I remember that being a thing, but off the top of my head, I've slept since then, so I don't remember who that is. <laughs> it's Zalazane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, Mr. Witch Doctor himself, who tried to basically, uh, you know, buck you know, Buon Samdi way back in the old, like, like it was like a classic day where yeah. the Echo Isles, where we finally dealt with them. And Buon Samdi showed up and was like, yeah, you're a jerk. I don't like you. So yeah, Buon Samdi has Zalazane like tied up in his, in his place. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Yep. Well, speaking of Juan Zombie, I think this is another fantastic storyline that they I'm 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 happy to where where they left it. Uh, I don't it doesn't bother me because it feels like you can't do more Juan Zombie without either one of two characters. And that's either going to be more Talanji or more more Vol'jin. And Talanji ain't nowhere to be seen in Shadowlands. And that's OK. Just make sure you bring her back because she's fantastic. And like I said, I'm OK with them putting Vol'jin to the side. So. We, we can't can't do it because you know we we go through the the other side and friggin uh you know we do defeat um Wazala and now Bonsomni's the boss so yeah so if anyone loses souls he'll be unhappy now not the other boss All right so would you agree do you do you like this story are you okay with where they left the Bonsomni storyline or did you want a little more on one hand yes i think it felt natural it's a good place to leave it. On the other hand, selfishly, Buon Somdi is amazing. His voice actor is amazing. And I need more Buon Somdi in my life. But I also wouldn't want it to be forced in and useless. I like I would want it to be purposeful. I like my Buon Somdi's purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. But fun and awesome because that's what Buon Somdi is. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my thing is I want to make sure that when Buon Somdi shows back up, it's. It, you know, it's basically like if I'm going to talk about like this is maybe like a cutscene in 10.0 or sometime in, during the 10 point whatever expansion, I would be really happy if Juan Somdi showed up and then outsteps like Vol'jin just in his full Loa glory of like, what's up? I'm back now, I guess. I could see that. And Talanji's like, oh, hey, uh, wow, that's hey, like, so I, like, I'd love some of that. Give me some Juan Somdi, Vol'jin, yeah. Talanji action. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, just more trolls in general. They they're freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, just they are. They are. Yeah. So uh, make sure you 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 bring a whole bunch. Yeah, I like the fact that both of my honorable mentions for the cool storylines are both troll related. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, more trolls. More trolls in general. Yeah. That's that's a my advice there, Blizzard. Uh, Zappy Boy was great. Uh, more of him too. There we go. Yes. All right. Now, on the opposite end of honorable mention, just because we're here, let's go ahead and talk about the first one that I have. I and this is this has been bugging me as Mr. Necrolord himself. How the absolute you get it? Uh, did Kelthazud not get sent to the Maw, or at least Revendreth? How? The hell did he go to Mount Jaxus? Please. I, I, it made less than zero sense. Like, we're in negative sense now of, like, what? <laughs> this, this is being... I mean, there's there's some stupid storylines sometimes, and this is where I was just like, okay, this, this is just negative dumb. This is, like, so dumb we're, like, almost back around <laughs> to, like, cool because it's just so dumb. It, it, this makes... About as much sense as, I don't know, freaking roller skates on an elephant. It's just like, come on. 
I mean, at least roller skates on an elephant's cool. I guess Kel- maybe it was purely because you know liches just look like they fit the they Maldrax's theme. Liches get stitches. Sure. I mean that's what, <laughs> that's what happened in Singing of Domination. I kicked the crap out that guy. Right. Yeah, because as a warrior, uh, I was the one who was supposed to go uh, down below and kick the crap out of uh, Kelthazud's soul. Yeah. Right. I get to go into his phylactery. And really, I got to go in a few times. Get the beat the ever-loving snot out of him. As a matter of fact, I beat the ever-loving snot out of him so many times, I don't even know what's going on up, up the regular upstairs. Never did the regular <laughs> upstairs. Just some ads and dodging things. It's yeah. fine. Anyway, that's my that's my screw you. That's my screw you, Blizz. Um, Kel'Thuzad, really? You put him in Maldraxxus? Ass wipes. It almost made me not <laughs> almost makes me not like Maldraxxus because put him in there. Just glad he's dead. Like, really? Kel'Thuzad. Give me a break. All right, I see you added one in here on top of my notes. I added one, and I don't know if this is necessarily the best section for this, but I wanted to discuss this briefly before we you know, wrap things up. Malganis. <laughs> We're back. I've been claiming for quite a while. Shenanigans. Oh, shenanigans? Sure. What, what shenanigans are you up to? You mean shenanigans? <laughs> oh! You're about shenanigans, right? Yeah. Which might be the topic of our next episode. Oh! <laughs> But so as as we know, beings, when they die, they return to their realm. You know, we know that demons, you know, they're not dead, dead until they're like in the twisting nether and killed. Right. And there are some dreadlords who, you know, have had enough, you know, fell exposure and whatnot that it's the same thing for them. They're not dead, dead until they kill in twisting nether. Is Malganus going to be dead, dead after this raid? Like, are we done with Malganus after this or is he coming back? I feel like he's the dreadlord who never ends. He goes on and on, my friends. Um, <laughs> so you could bring him back and everyone would go. He keeps on taunting and never knows quite when it ends. I don't know. I was, my brain shut off. I was going to say, you're the teacher. I figured you'd remember that, that song way better than me. <laughs> I try not to remember it, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if Malganus comes, uh, I'll put it this way. If he's dead, dead, we as the lore community will go, okay. If he is, yeah, uh, yeah. if he comes back, you know what we'll say? Okay, makes sense. Because <laughs> they're dreadlords. Yeah, like, I, was, I was thinking about it because, I mean, he's being killed in a realm of the first ones. Yeah, but it's not. So I don't know what that means for him. And I don't know if he's one of the ones that, like, has just been exposed to enough fell. That he would, it's a twisting nether issue. I don't think so, but I'm not entirely sure with him. Oh, he's all, he's felled up. He's all felled up. Right? Like, isn't he pretty felled up? Yeah, he's definitely felled up. So then like, what happens if they die, like in this, in this realm of the first ones? Like, they probably go back back to the twisting twisting nether. Yeah, they probably go back to the twisting nether. There's just like a weird stop off point because, you know, if these, you know, Azeroth, the Shadowlands is an example where it's like, well, the souls can't get there unless the Kyrian takes them. Why do the Kyrian keep taking them even though, like, you know, there's like the the, the issue. (laughs) It's broken. You gotta respect the, you know, the the, the purpose. Praise be the purpose. We gotta do what we do. (laughs) Archon's gonna get mad at me and stab me with her spear. Like, you see that crazy lady? She's No, thank you. I'm going to drop a soul <laughs> in the wall. Thank you. So maybe it's uh, when Malganus is dead, he's going to be like, 
well, I think a little detour back to Azeroth. Oh, then take a little detour back. I mean, I imagine Azeroth is like this weird, like, like it's like a hub to go with all these other realities. Yeah. And so, who freaking knows how that. he's going to get there, but eh, I don't know. Maybe there's like a weird connection, like, uh, like a little connecting route over to the other Zareth from this Zareth Mortis, you know. Maybe Zareth, that's actually Zareth Umbra yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I think that was the, the or Tumult. I think that was the fell one. I think, Umbra, I think Umbra was void. Yeah. Tumult was, 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 uh, was, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah I, my favorite is so yeah, Lumos. Just, uh, Lumos. <laughs> For light. Yes. So yeah, they're just, you know, just, just curious to know if, you know, if he's dead, dead this time or if, uh, he goes on and on my friends. Yeah, I'm gonna go on and on, my friends. On and on. All right. Since there, because even if there's a tiny little bit of a question, he's probably still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anything else to say before we wrap up here and call it an episode? Mm-hmm. I think just the last thing for me is I am going to be curious down the road how we look back on this expansion. Because for all we know, this expansion could be more of a foundation builder, stepping stone for expanding the universe. And so maybe down the road, we'll appreciate it more for that. Do you appreciate Warlords of Draenor for giving you Legion? A little. Okay, well, then... You, that's probably that's probably how you'll feel. Because <laughs> if the blah, 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 whatever the expansion is going to be, Dragon House, light stuff, who freaking knows? Um, yeah. And it's amazing. Maybe. Maybe. Like, it may not be a 10.0 thing. It might be like an 11.0 kind of thing. Yeah. But maybe. Yeah. Just, just curious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Shadowlands is going to go down in the exact same boat as Warlord's Journal for me, which was... Because it feels like it got cut short. Yeah. And then the True. other thing was fantastic uh, leveling content. Absolutely fantastic early stuff where, you know, you were going through and learning all the stuff that was going on and all that kind of like building um, in the in the initial questing. And then the covenant questing, too, was all four of them were actually really good and entertaining uh, with an honorable unmention of uh, Revendreth. I don't know it wasn't super great <laughs> i was only okay <laughs> <laughs> um but at least three of them were great and so yeah i i because i i distinctly remember thinking like oh garrisons are so freaking great uh because you know again we like to like things we don't necessarily see the flaws immediately you know right. um and i really really enjoyed the freaking um uh leveling because <laughs> uh i don't know if you remember but do you remember that freaking cutscene where Yorel and Dirtan were, were fighting Blackhand? Because I, mean, I, I, I get, I get chills and goosebumps just thinking about that. One still, it is good.
your head. Cannon is in position. In your command. Prepare to fire. Such arrogance to believe that you alone could defeat me. So good, and then like with Cadgar's, like I got you. Wow, wow! <laughs> like teleports him back. It's like, ah, this is so cool. So yeah, Warlords Draenor, fantastic initial questing, and then it ended with kind of a. It's kind of it's kind of and it kind of suffered a lot of the same issues that Shadowlands has been suffering, which was really, really long development cycles. Just like, yes, oh my God. that was like that being in the last patch for so long. Granted, there's always a lull between expansions, but that one was just so painfully long feeling. It kind of killed my raid team at that point. And it took a while to build it back up for Legion. Yep. And to get people like caring about it again. Yeah, that killed my raid team, too. There's still a bunch of alts over there on the Kieran Tor server that I still need to move over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is going to wrap up this episode. So you want to you wanna say thanks to some patrons there, Allie, since you got the little first Yes. One? Yeah, I, I, I can do that. Because remember how earlier I was like, hey, stay tuned to the end of the show. Hey, we're at the end of the show now. So a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. If you'd like to join the ranks and support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. And we do have a couple new patrons, Cerise and Ickis. I'm going to go Ickis, yeah. Ickis. Hello. How you Thank doing? you both. <laughs> Hello. Thank on? you so much for your support. Yes. And we really appreciate you and supporting our silliness. And yeah. And also thank you to our top patrons, which is Nadun. Kamari, Pasta Matt, Mud, Chris Malore, Dungeon Master Burke, and Dracorus. Yes, thank you all so much. And again, thank you to Sarith and Ickis for joining on because, yeah, they both joined on at the top patron mark. So you'll be hearing their names every single episode. Fantastic. So yeah, thank you all so much. But with that, I got to reach real far across my desk and push this button. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. That is absolutely right, because this episode, I wanted to once again say thank you. Thank you so much to Lex for joining us on this last episode. But also, a thank you to both Lex and Manny for raising $1,175 for the ACLU on their charity stream that Lex was talking about. That's awesome. Last episode. So, yeah, they both were streaming for 12 hours. It was a lot of fun. They were doing some... They were like taking shots of hot sauce and <laughs> playing games blindfolded. It was funny. <laughs> I was there for, so I was in there in there with them for the gauntlet, the jailer's gauntlet, and they both did it blindfolded and trying to guide them to like select their powers and stuff. That was uh, that was an adventure. <laughs> <laughs>
So anyway, the money that goes to the, LC, the ACLU really does make a difference in the lives of people, especially to the trans youth in Texas and honestly all over the country. And the real positive story here is thanks to a lawsuit brought by the ACLU on behalf of two parents, the Travis County District Court issued an injunction on March 11th, blocking the state of Texas from implementing the new directive that had targeted trans youth. So a quote from the ACLU said, the court's decisive ruling today brings some needed relief to trans youth in Texas, but we cannot stop fighting. And says uh, Brandon Klostenbauer, the ACLU of Texas attorney. Today's witnesses, including a parent targeted by these attacks, experts on medical care, and a supervisor within Texas Child Protective Services, gave courageous and emotional testimony about the fear and harm caused by these unlawful actions. All trans people deserve to live free as their true selves. Parents who love their transgender children and work with healthcare providers to support and affirm their well-being should be celebrated rather than investigated as criminals as the state sought to do here. The judge recognized the governor of DFPS's actions for what they were. Unauthorized and unconstitutional exercises of power that cause severe, immediate, and devastating harms to transgender youth and their families across Texas. And this was Chase Strangio, <laughs> Deputy Director of Trans Justice with the American Civil Liberties Union, uh, LGBTQ and HIV Project. We are relieved for Texas families and will never stop fighting for trans justice. I thought this story was just absolutely beautiful to, you know, just point out the, the kind of good that um, an organization like the ACLU is doing. And, and again, just say thank you to uh, Lex and Manny for, for supporting them as well. Because, you know, I, I genuinely believe that every little bit uh, helps. I mean, you know, you might hear, you know, the amount they raised is, is nothing. But I mean, you can only imagine how many other content creators out there probably did the same thing. And because I, I genuinely w was pretty appalled uh, when, the, when the news came out. And I know a ton of other people were as well. And just hearing yeah. all of the outpouring and uh and everyone that was had was donating it's just you know it just makes me happy to know that people aren't going to put up with awful crap and bigotry that's been going around this country right now so do you have any thoughts on that before we uh wrap up here ally no i think you just you, you said it you said it well and yeah i was i was pretty when i heard this uh story about what happened with this uh court case i was I was cheering like it was just that's great. And it, it gives I think it gives hope to not only just transgendered youth and their families, but even adult transgender people who, you know, are already under so much. But that was going to be a very bad downward spiral of an increase the amount of hate they already receive if, you know, these things were able to completely go through. So um, it's nice seeing people fight the good fight. Yeah, I agree. Well, if that is it, uh, we could go ahead and leave it there. And again, that was uh, some, at least some nice positive news to uh, in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm flying now. Woo. Is it because of the Guinness or are you talking about a game? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Floor. 
If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaflorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>